Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. I want to talk about John Morant. I think most of us can agree that the association is much better with John Morant in it. Most of us can also agree that it's awesome to watch that guy ball, which is why most of us were so frustrated and disappointed when he decided to completely derail his own career for the dumbest possible reasons. Like, it sucked not seeing Jaw out there for 25 games. But let's be clear. Jaw was the reason that Jaw was not out there for 25 games. Because Jaw did not just flash a firearm on Instagram live once. He did it twice. Even after the league basically let him get away with a slap on the wrist the first time he did it. So it sucked. It sucked, but it sucked because Jaw did it himself. And what he did sucked. And if you know that's normally not a take, it's not. But in this case, it's true. It did suck. And it was concerning. And we were basically all in the same boat of pulling for this dude to get his head right, to get his head straight, and put all of that nonsense behind him. Because nobody enjoys watching a talent like this tank his own career. And it hasn't been very enjoyable watching the Grizz either. The number two seed in the West last year stumbled out to a 6-19 start. Nothing good about that. Pretty damn depressing, actually, considering it was their own alleged face of the franchise and alleged future face of the entire association that put them in that hole. So, once again, the entire situation was pretty miserable until Jaw showed up again last night. And so Josh showed up and reminded us exactly what we've all been missing, or really exactly what he took away from his team and his city and his fans and the rest of us. What he could have completely pissed away for himself and for all of those that are counting on him. Clearly, the league can survive without John Morant. But was John Morant going to survive without the league? Not if he continued on that path of ignorance. But the dude is being special. I mean, him being special was never in doubt, right? And it's still not. Not after that performance last night. He didn't just pour in 34. 34. He didn't just bring Memphis back from a 24-point hole to win on the road. He did all that, and he knocked in the game winner. With a chance to win it in his return. Show-stopping performance by John Morant. Wow. It was that. Pretty crazy, too. Pretty wild that you could sit out of the sport for eight months and then just show up and do that on your first night back. But then again, this is the type of talent that we're talking about here. And it just goes to show how messed up it is that he took himself out of the game for eight months. The hope is... The suspension gave him time to figure it out, and now he's in a much better place. And that's more or less what he said after the game last night. I've been playing work in, man. I ain't played a game in eight months. Had a lot of time, you know, learn myself. A lot of hard days, you know, where I went through it. But, you know, basketball is, you know, my life, what I love, therapeutic for me, and I'm just, you know, excited to be back. All right, walk us through that last play. Call 12. Call 12. 
Call 12. Call 12. Obviously, that was the right call and the only call right there. Call 12. Of course, you're going to put the rock in that dude's hands in that spot. That's what the Grizz have been desperately waiting for for the last 25 games. That's why Desmond Bain had this reaction to the thought of somebody else maybe getting that final shot. Ja came up to me and asked me, he was like, do you want to run a post up for Jaron? And I was like, no. Like, we about to get you the ball. He told me, no, you getting the ball. So, <laughs> so at that point, it's just, you know, I pretty much just had to, you know, lock in and go deliver. Um, and I did, so that's good. Pretty funny. He asked me if I wanted to run a post up for Jaron. I'm like, uh, no. F no. 34 points, a 24-point comeback, the game winner, and a full-throated F-bomb on the post-game podium. He told me, no. You get- the jaw experience is truly back. And again, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. We all just want it to last. Memphis needs this guy to be around. They need it to last. The league is better for having this guy around. So hopefully he is in a better place. Hopefully he's figuring his bleep out. And hopefully there's no more incredibly self-destructive nonsense that's coming. I think the vast majority of us are on the same exact page in pulling for that. In pulling for that guy. Which is why the last thing anybody wanted to see go viral last night was this dude pulling a Bob Sala and shouting out receipts while heading back to the locker room after that incredible performance. I can't receive, dude. I can't receive. You see, that's the only thing about that that I got a problem with. You kept receipts. Receipts of what? The first time you flashed a Glock on IG Live or the second time you flashed a Glock on IG Live? You kept receipts of what? Get receipts of all those people saying that you clearly were in a bad space and you needed some help because you were clearly in a bad space and you needed some help. Or did you grab receipts of all those people who grabbed screenshots of your Glock and then snitch tagged you to the commissioner? Listen, dude, the receipts thing did not work out so well for Robert receipts. I don't think you want to be borrowing moves from Bob right about now. But at least when Bob said it, it made some sense. Kind of. My guy, how were you wronged? What receipts could possibly motivate you other than the receipts from your own nonsense? You have nobody to blame for this situation but yourself. And believe it or not, most of us are out here pulling for you. Even if you make... That pretty freaking tough at times. You could have hit us with, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back, though. They wrote though. me off, I ain't right back, though. And that still would have been better than going all Bob Sala. Almost anything else would have been better than going all Bob Sala on us. Again, receipts of what? No one did any of this to you. You did this to yourself. You see, receipts would suggest that you've been wronged, underestimated, disrespected. Yes, You were in a bad spot. You were in actually bad spots, reportedly. But it's because you put yourself there. We're trying to pull for you, dude. Don't ruin it. Don't make it impossible. Don't make people wonder whether or not you've got this thing figured out. Don't make people wonder whether or not you've learned anything through this entire thing. Because pretty much the most important thing you needed to come to terms with over the past eight months 
is that you have only yourself to blame for the last eight months. And if somewhere deep down you think this is still everybody else's fault and you need to keep receipts and records of that, then that to me is something of a red flag. Nobody wants to see red flags here. All we want to see is jaw hooping. Jaw doing what he did last night. Period. Period. Again, I hope that this dude got the help that he needed. I hope he's in a better place. I hope we never have to deal with that social media nonsense with him ever again. And we can all appreciate the amazing talent and the amazing player that he is and what he means to that city and what he means to the association. If he did that and he did the hard work on himself and it's all good now, then awesome. Great. That's all we want. That's what we're all pulling for. Don't make us regret it. But stop saying you kept receipts. Because while you may not like what you heard or read about yourself, you did this to yourself. Now, my man, reinvent yourself and make sure it never happens again. Again, like what receipts? What receipts? Receipts from whom? Me? The TNT guys? Shaq? Kenny? Ernie? Charles? Did they say anything that incendiary about your social and who you're hanging with? Receipts from what? ESPN ranking you 35th in their top 100 NBA players? I'll tell you who's got a receipt. (laughs) You know the biggest receipt's from? A Walgreens-sized receipt. A CVS-sized receipt. The biggest receipt should be the one emailed to you instead of printed. One from the legend Kwame Brown. So, John Moran, you like to play with guns, huh, boy? You like to play with guns, huh, boy? You like, you like to play with guns. So instead of you just being in your house, buying all the guns you want, playing with all the guns you want off camera, you want to get in trouble for having a gun at a club, give a bullshit apology, and then show a gun on Instagram live. I've heard an NBA young boy, but you NBA dumb boy. He's not wrong, right? (laughs) If you want to keep a receipt, there's your receipt. Except he's not wrong. Hard to argue with that. That was incredible. (laughs) Throwing it back if it were Thursday. Flashing back if it were Friday. Just working it back on a Wednesday. I've heard of NBA young boy, but you are NBA dumb boy. NBA dumb boy. Kwame. Anyway. My point is, great to see Jaw back. Great to see Jaw doing what he did and what he does. And if he's done the hard work and he learned, awesome. Absolutely awesome. But that whole thing about he kept receipts makes no sense to me at all. Once again, receipts are what? It didn't exactly work for Bob Sala either. I'm not sure I'd be invoking him or that analogy. Especially since it makes no sense, Jaw. As it relates to you. But, my man, good to see you back. Keep doing that. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Probably so. Listen, this time, don't make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Grab instead a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. That's my go-to. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender and it's made from real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. Plus, Old Trapper is a family-owned business. 
I know this family, and I know they take smoked beef extremely seriously so you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating an old shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors, old-fashioned, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, just ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? The Bengals are 8-6. and six. They've won three in a row, and they take on Pittsburgh on Saturday. We are joined right now by Mike Hilton. Mike, great to talk to you. How you feeling? How you living? Mike, what's up? Yeah, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good, dude, good. It's great to see you. Thanks for joining us. Now, Mike, I had a Navy SEAL buddy who used to tell me all the time, not dead, can't quit. Not dead, can't quit. Most people left you guys for dead when Joe Burrow was lost for the season, yet here we are. You're eight and six, you're winners of three straight, you're right in the hunt. What's the vibe and the dynamic like inside the facility with that big game against the Steelers coming up? Uh, guys are confident. Uh, obviously, after Joe went down, you know, uh, it kind of was, was a shell shot to the locker room, but guys kind of adjusted and, you know, step, stepped up for his absence on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Obviously, starting with Jake and how he's played over these last couple of games and the guys around him have elevated their play. And, you know, we, we've been rolling well. Just got to keep it going Saturday night. Mike Hilton joining us. I'll go back to Jake in a minute, but I want to ask you, you played a key role in Saturday's comeback win over the Vikes. You came up with that goal line interception in the second quarter. It was a huge play. Can you take me back? Take us through it. What did you see and how good did it feel to come through for your team? Uh, I was lined up at post safety. It was a third third and long, so we know obviously they was trying to get the first down. Um, but we we were in the double double coverage, and we had Hawkinson doubled and a double on Jefferson, and I doubled from the post, and I was able to to to, to disguise my look, and you know Mullins thought Jefferson was open on the on the post back side, and I was able to make a play, and you know kept points off the board. Big play, big play. Mike Hilton joining us. You know, Mike, that pick was part of what I think is one of your most productive seasons as a pro so far. Again, I mentioned a career-high 71 tackles. Is there something that finally clicked this season, or maybe was it just a matter of you getting more opportunities and more time on the grass? Uh, just just me getting my chances and taking advantage of my opportunities. Uh, obviously, I know I'm strictly a nickelback, so I might be in and out uh, against certain teams, but... When I am on that on that field, you know, I go out there and try to be the playmaker that I am. And, you know, that's that shouts out to Lou. He lets me go out there and be who I am, and he puts me in position to, to make plays. Oh, man, I love that you shouted out to Lou. I was going to get to Lou. I don't hide the fact that I love Lou. I love Lou Anarumo, your yeah. D coordinator. Hey, by the way, my man, if you remember, can you tell Lou that Rome said what's up? That would mean a lot to me. But, but <laughs> good, I appreciate you, dude. Listen, I, I, to me, it's not a question of if, but it's a matter of when. I really think this guy should be and will be a head coach in the league at some point, sooner than later. What's it like to play in his scheme? And then what's it like to play for him as a coach and a dude? Man, I, obviously, uh, I, I want him to go get a head coaching job. But at the same time, I definitely want him to stay here and be the D.C. But uh, Lou is just a player's coach, man. He he listens to to his players when they want to make in game adjustments or they they or they feel some type of way about the scheme. But that's one thing I can't say say about Lou is he 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 know who he is as a coordinator and he he know who he wants to fit in his defense. And we we feel like we're the right pieces for exactly what he w- wants as a defense, especially the secondary. And you know uh, we've been playing well. 
Mike Hilton joining us. You know, Mike, you're running on positive fuel. So let me ask you this. Like, you've beaten all the odds. You enter the league as an undrafted free agent, and here you are playing seven seasons later, doing it at a high level. Clearly, you were right, and everybody who passed on you was wrong. So do you feel like you've proven your point, or do you still hit the field every Sunday looking to make everybody pay who did not see your worth? Oh, I definitely still had that chip on my shoulder every time I go out there. Um, obviously, the, I'm not the biggest, so uh, I play with an edge, and you know I, I want to be known as one of the best players on that field, despite what I look like. You know, just turn on the tape and see the type of impact I can make. You know, uh, that that's always been the confidence I've had just playing football my whole career, and you know it's definitely not going to stop, even though I'm seven years into my uh, NFL career. So I, I never take it for granted, and just uh, I'm blessed to be in this position. We were talking to Mike Hilton. Mike, you mentioned Jake Browning. I saw the way he reacted. We all saw the way he reacted after that win over the Vikings. And you could tell how much that win meant to him since they had given up on him. How about the team overall? Has the team rallied around him personally? And does the team feed off of his energy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I feel like after Joe went down, that was kind of a shell shot to the team. And guys were still had just had question marks about how we're going to save our season. But we, we knew we had Jake waiting for his opportunity and just seeing him on scout team over these last couple of years, we knew he had the ability. And so some people are just gamers when they go out there and Jake just has that confidence. And when he's out there, you know, uh, he's confident in himself and the guys around him. We were talking to Mike Hilton. So Mike, you're a Bengal, but you're getting ready to take on the Steelers. It's a franchise and a fan base that you know well, having spent four seasons in Pittsburgh. Dude, like I can't believe how many calls I get on the daily now from Pittsburgh fans telling me, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about and that Mike Tomlin has to go, that Mike Tomlin is a fraud. I'm curious, like, I know that you're not there, but you know the man and you know the fan base. What do you make of all that negative energy towards Tomlin? And then what was your experience like playing for him? Uh, number one, their, their organization is just used to winning. And, you know, obviously they, they haven't been up to, to up to their standards and, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling right now, but it, they're still the Pittsburgh still. There's always going to be a tough out when you play against them, and they're always a team you definitely uh, worry about on your schedule. So I expect them to come out Saturday ready to play and all guns blazing. And during my time there with Coach Tomlin, man, that's some of the best times I've had. You know, he he's definitely helped me grow into the leader I am today, the player I am today. And, you know, the, the intangible, the winning intangibles he kind of put in me, I kind of brought it over here to Cincinnati and – you know, like I said, I'm always thankful for that organization and my time there. But, you know, uh, I'm on this side, and I'm focused on winning. I appreciate that. I respect that. So one more thought about it. You get them this week, and as you mentioned, I think it's cliche, but throw the records out the window, man. Like, that's a rivalry game. That's a big game. You know you'll get their best shot. I'm curious, like, they're going to go with Mason Rudolph now. When you see a quarterback change like that, from your standpoint, how concerned are you about how different a look that he brings or are you just concerned about your technique, your discipline, as opposed to who they have under center? It's, it's all about what we do. Um, obviously, no matter who's at quarterback, their, their system is their system. They're going to get the ball to the playmakers and you know let them do what they do best. But we have to focus on our job, our techniques, our alignment and assignment. And when, he had, when we have opportunities to go make plays on the ball, you know, let's, let's go make them and change the game. So we're, we're excited about the opportunity uh, with a big one come Saturday. It is big one. Bengals 8-6. and six. They won three in a row. Mike Hilton is having a big year. Mike, I've been looking for you. Great to run you down. Nice to have you back on the show, man. Congrats. Good luck. Have a great weekend. And I hope we can do it again soon.
Yes, sir, man. Appreciate you having me. So I've got to tell you guys about this. The other day, I've come across a product that all of us should be carrying around. It's something totally different for fresh breath. It's an amazing product called Zellman's Minty Mouth. And I'm telling you, it's a game changer. If you're up in the grill with somebody else and you're making your case for whatever it is, make sure your breath is fresh. Zellman's cleans your breath in a way that other mints don't and can't because it's not just a mint. It's a functional breath freshener capsule that you swallow. Clinically tested against the toughest offenders like garlic and onions. You just pop two or three in your mouth. You suck the minty coating. Then you swallow the capsule for the confidence of fresh, clean breath, and it lasts for hours. This product is like nothing else you've ever tried. It fights bad breath in your mouth, and then it goes right down to your gut. This is the ultimate hack to get rid of coffee, garlic, or smoker's breath. You're going to like having the confidence of long-lasting fresh breath or your money back guaranteed. These folks will give you your money back. Not that you'll want it, but they will. They have free shipping if you order three packs or more. Trust me, you're going to want more, and nobody likes to pay for shipping. Go to Zellman's.com right now. That's Z-E-L-M-I-N-S.com right now. You'll get 15% off when you use my promo code ROAM. That's Z-E-L-M-I-N-S dot com. You have to use the code Rome to get your 15% savings. Do it now. All right, so just when you think that the New York football teams could not be any more farcical, they always seem to find a way to do something even more absurd. And can I stop right there? Full stop. That might be the first ever jungle use of the word farcical. But I couldn't resist... Because it is the perfect word to describe the great pizza shakedown. The great pizza shakedown, a.k.a. Pizzagate, a.k.a. the time Tommy DeVito and his agent tried to shake down a local pizzeria for Tangur. A local pizzeria that is about 22 minutes from where Tommy D grew up. Now, before I get into this, let me give the other Tommy D, Tommy DeVito, this much. It's pretty confusing. Tommy DeVito deserves this much in so much as at least he gave us something to watch concerning the New York Giants this year. Because if it were not for Tommy Cutlets, the Giants would have been one giant nothing burger. And no, Brian Dable, you cannot eat a nothing burger. Because a nothing burger is nothing. Just like your football team. Nothing, except for those 15 minutes when we had tea cutlets. But now I think the best thing that Tommy Cutlets has given us, my favorite thing, is Pizzagate. Pizzagate is way better than anything Tommy Cutlets has ever done on a football field or ever will do. Now, if you haven't heard anything about this, it all started when DeVito's 1920s gangster lookalike agent charged some local Jersey pizzeria 10 grand, 10 gur for an appearance fee, 10 grand for cutlets just to show up, probably show up, take a few pics, sign a few autographs. Who knows? I don't know what was in the contract. I just know the financial amount was 10 grand, except that's where things got really sketchy. Things got sketchy when the agent then turned around and doubled. As Trevor Price would say, double it. He then tried to double the allegedly agreed upon price with that local pizzeria after Cutlets 
beat the Packers on Monday Night Football. In other words, the price just went up. Now my guy's famous. My guy balled out, and now the price is going up. That was the old price. Now there's a new price because, of course, that happened. What else could have happened? Of course, this dude cosplaying as Lucky Luciano tried to shake down a local pizzeria. I mean, biggest lock ever. The only shock would have been if he didn't try and do that. Of course, this dude, who basically is the Rocky of the Looney Tunes gangster, looks like that, but in real life, he tried to double an appearance fee for a dude who himself probably couldn't even believe that anybody would pay him anything just to show up and be him. A week ago, nobody would have. And then all of a sudden, this guy commands uh, an appearance fee of 10 grand. And then he shows up on Monday night and they double it 20 grand for Tommy DeVito to show up at your pizzeria. I mean, look, you're worth whatever anybody's willing to pay you, except the guy in question was willing to pay 10 grand, not 20 grand, 10 grand. That was apparently the agreed upon price 20 grand. Dude's 15 minutes. 15 minutes are going to be over before that check even clears. The entire appeal of this guy is that he's just some area guy. Just some guy that the Giants probably found in a local pizzeria. Not a guy that needs 20 grand in order to walk into a local pizzeria. But hey, if you're Sean Stellato... I guess you better strike while the iron is hot, right? Got to try. So I guess what that means is striking while the iron is hot means shaking down a local pizzeria for an extra 10 gur. Of course, local pizza man was going to have something to say about that. And did he ever have something to say about that? They picked the wrong dude to mess with. They picked the wrong dude to renege on, allegedly. Man, I am so happy. Not happy that they tried this guy. Well, actually, I am happy about that. What I'm really happy about, though, is that somebody shoved a camera in front of this dude's face and asked him what he thought. What he thought of them quoting a price of 10 grand, only to double back and say he's not coming through that door for anything less than 20 grand. It was at that point that we found out who the real star of the Giants season was. Nino Caniglio. This is a legendary pizza man. You had best not forget that name. You had best not mess with Nino. Check out Pizza Man's response to ABC News' question about the Stellato shakedown attempt. Check out my man Nino getting nice. This slime ball, leprechaun, lucky charms, mother after, wants to, you know, he tried to switch it. And I was like, what are you talking about? What, what is this? What, are you, what Like, are you crazy? Like, why are you harassing my store right now? He's like, well, you know, Sean's very sorry, and I'm blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, sure. Sean's sorry when he treats people like dirt and like peasants and think he can't get touched. And then when it goes against them, then, and he can't give you the, even the, uh, a phone call back. And then when the world's against him, then he wants to apologize. He can't even be a man and call me himself. He wants to set up a photo so he can come in, walk away. Are you out of your mind? 
my man. First of all, rock that dude. He answered the first question with, quote, this slimeball, lucky charm, MFR. Give me that first line one more time, Alvin, because that is incredible. This slimeball, leprechaun, lucky charm, mother effer wants to. Check that. Slimeball, leprechaun. Lucky Charm. This slime MFR. Leprechaun, Lucky Charms, Mother Effer. Holy crap, this dude is amazing. That is so much better than anything actually Giants football related. That is better than anything the Giants have done on the field in years. Man, you got to love that local pizzeria owner hitting them with, in effect, you know who the hell I am? You know who the hell I am? I'm the local pizzeria owner. All right? You know who the hell I am? I'm Pizza Man. F you. Who the hell are you? Who do you think you are? You Phil Sims wannabe? And how about you? You over there, leprechaun. Who are you, Drew Rosenhaus? Get the hell out of here. What you call dominoes, you greedy, bum-ass sons of bitches. Man, I'm sure Pizza Hut will pay your greasy appearance fees. And get the hell out of my house. Get out of here. I got to hear that one more time. This dude is so great. I mean, be real. Be straight up. You quoted the guy 10 grand. 10 grand's 10 grand. Why is it 20 grand now? Go ahead, Nino. Get him. This slime ball, leprechaun, lucky charms, mother effer. Wants to, you know, he tried to switch it. I wish he had gone with the full 13-letter bomb. That would have been amazing. Except he checked himself for the local news. He said that on a TV interview. Obviously, getting eviscerated on the local news is a terrible look for DeVito and for DeVito's agent, who is clearly an expert of terrible looks. Ask his fedora or his Kelly Green suit. Thankfully, DeVito knew better. DeVito made it right. He demoted his agent to football-only business. He hired a new marketing rep to handle this type of thing. And then he showed up to Coniglio's in person yesterday free of charge, which was the only move. He had to make that thing right. Because you can't be the all-time Jersey everyman QB and then go around charging ten grand per pizzeria appearance. Or you can... But then he can't jack the price up and double it when you have one more good game. This dude had no choice. If he ever wants to get served a Jersey slice ever again, he had no choice. He had to make that right. Now, I don't know what the agent has to say for himself, especially after Pizza Man put him in the ground. How are you supposed to come back from being called a slime ball, leprechaun, Lucky Charm, MFR. This slime ball, leprechaun, lucky charms, mother effer. Incredible. You notice that guy wasn't even like, hey man, you know, I really want to do it because it's the Giants and I'm a Giants fan and I've always been a Giants fan, but we're just a little family run pizzeria and 10 grand was a big swing and you know, it'd be really great to have a celebrity in the house, but we really can't afford 20 grand and it's too bad it didn't work out. No, 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 no. That's not how he handled it. That dude was like, 
you slimeball, leprechaun, lucky charm, MFR. This slimeball. That's not how this works. Man, I love the way that dude handled his business. You want to talk about standing on business. That's a dude standing on business. Luckily, the 15 minutes are nearly over for all of these characters. I'm just thankful for them. I'm thankful this happened. I'm thankful for all of it because without Cutlets and Pizzagate and the great pizza shakedown attempt, notice it didn't work. The Giants, yeah, I love the way too, not only did it not work, not only did they not get their 20 gur, they didn't get their 10 grand. Homeboy had to show up and do the right thing and make it right and do it for free. Lost it all. Could not have been handled any worse. Anyway, because of that, thankfully, the Giants season is not a complete and utter waste of everybody's time. At least we have the attempted, alleged pizza shakedown. Failed pizza shakedown. So what's the big takeaway from that? I'm not even going to answer that. I'm going to let the man responsible for it handle that for me. Nino, in all his wisdom, broke it down. My man, what is the moral of this story? So, yeah, I think the moral of the story is, you know, you know, be careful what you're doing with, like, small independent businesses, this and that. Um, you know, try to be a man of the people. Try to make sure everybody's whole, like... These guys, like, I'm a little guy. I'm a, you know, I'm nothing. The guy's next to me. The guy's in this business. Whatever. You're a hero to all of us. Um, a lot of these sports athletes are a hero to a lot of us. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the number one rule is do what you say, say what you do. You're never going to go wrong in life with those rules. You know what I mean? Well, I know what you mean, dude, but you're wrong about one thing. You're not nothing. Dude, you're the man. You're the man. You're an icon. You're a legend. What are you doing, dude? I need you on the reinvention project. I need you doling out advice like that. Business advice like that. Life advice like that. Moral of the story. One, don't try him. Two, don't pick on the little guy. Especially when the main reason everybody likes you is that you are a little guy. Just like them. The little guy who made it. Also, bulletproof advice. Do what you say, say what you do. You're never going to go wrong in life with those rules. You know what I mean? Quote, end of quote. I know exactly what you mean. You know what I mean? Pizza legend. I promise I would never, ever pull any of that crap anywhere, much less in your pizzeria. So to me, the true face of that franchise is not Dimes. It's not DeVito. It's not Dable. It's... Pizza dude, the straw that stirs the drink, the guy the other 52 take their cue from, Nino, the legend. You put that man in the ring of honor right freaking now. You know what I mean? Give him a ring. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Let's go to Northern Michigan. Joe, 
It's good to have you on, Joe. What's up? Hey there. Uh, the best way to spread holiday cheer is to sing loud for all to hear. So on that note, da 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 the Pistons are bad. Da 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 the Pistons are sad. Da 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 the Pistons make me mad. Is Killian Hayes just a fad? The Pistons are bad. Da 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 da. Division opponents glad. Da 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 da. The Pistons are bad. The season isn't going as planned. That's a Christmas like carol? That I don't like that call. Not a very I mean, call. I don't love carolers. Dan in Scottsdale. Hey, Dan, how are you? Yes, sir. I'm doing great. Very good to be in the jungle. And since you are going to be leaving the jungle, but you're actually going to another jungle, in Eagle River, I wanted to give you some advice so you know what you might be encountering up in eagle river in the winter time where you will find and encounter mule deer you will encounter elk running around dove ruffed grouse turkeys wild turkeys waterfowl wolves and you will find black bear big ones hundreds of pounds that will be running around and so I am giving you this information, which you may already know some of it, just for your safety, so you will be safe with you and your family, and you'll be able to re- return back from that jungle to your SoCal jungle. There you go. Hey, thanks, Dan. Thank you very much for that. Uh, now I'm not going anywhere. Now I'm going to stay in Irvine. U.S. Cellular wants to help everybody get the gift of connection this holiday season. Already a customer? This applies to you, too, because right now, new and current customers can get any phone, and I mean any phone, for free. Yes, really free. Sounds like it's time to make the switch. Spread holiday cheer far and wide this season with a new phone. Everybody can get the gift of connection at U.S. Cellular. Get any phone free today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. And he's on the phones right now. You've heard me talk about him, but you've never actually heard Woody on the show. We go to the Northwoods. My brother, Woody. Woody, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, brother. How you doing? Great. How you doing, brother? Good to hear from you. You too. Good I am talk. great. So, Woody, I don't know if you're following any of this at home. I don't know if Molly has dialed you into this, but there's a lot of people giving me a lot of advice about what to expect from the Northwoods and Eagle River in the winter, and I've never been, so I don't know. First of all, Woody, are there mule deer? Not in the state of Wisconsin. There's, there is absolutely zero mule deer in the state of Wisconsin. All right, so I don't need to worry about that. So no. are, are we going to ice fish? Yes. We are going to ice fish. I got the I got the chargers on right now for the ice augers. I got the tip ups ready to go. All right. So, wait. What's the weather though? I'm told it's too warm and it's going to be more of a brown Christmas than a white Christmas. What's the What are the temps yeah, like? We, we just said we've got a little bit of snow cover on the ground, but hopefully we'll get a little more Christmas Day. But we've got plenty of ice out in front of your place, so we'll be out there and and. Uh, have some tip up tip ups out in front, and maybe a little uh, little fire going, and maybe a little, uh, you know, little little what do we call that? What do you call that? A little moonshine or a little cocktail or something going, and watching our tip ups. Yeah, a little old fashioned, maybe, or you know me, a little tequila, maybe a little vodka, yeah. a little something, right? right? So, what are the temps? Are we talking about thirties, twenties, forties? What? Yeah, there's ranging from probably fifteen as a low to. 35 something like that it's unseasonably warm right now and uh 
you know, very little snow, which is unfortunate. But either way, we'll 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 have fun either way. Fifteen does not sound unseasonably warm to me. Woody is joining us. Woody, so what else? So once we're done ice fishing, what are my other winter options in the North Woods? What else are we going to do? I got a full full schedule for you. Maybe we've got, uh, you know, there's an area just down the road from us that we can take a little nature hike and feed the birds and and uh, and maybe make a fire at the end of the day down there where the birds are located and and uh, have a little fun there. We can. Uh, there's definitely, we can do some biking outside if I could get you to do that. It's kind of fun. They've got trail systems set up right now for outdoor biking, which which I've done, and that's a great time. So there'll be plenty of plenty of things we can do, and then uh, maybe even we could get Logan there to, well, <laughs> have a little inside pickleball game, but I don't know. I don't think so you're play, still pissed about that, aren't you? Cheer you're, us on, you know? You're, st- you're still pissed about that, aren't you? Oh, I'm, I'll get even with them. I just got a... We're already, my partner and I are already training for him. We'll be ready for, we'll be ready for him. Yeah, well, not only that, he's gone away to college, so you know he's done nothing but drink for his whole first semester. <laughs> now now is the time, man. Now is the time to get a shot at that kid. Are we going to snowmobile? Well, it doesn't look like it. Oh. It doesn't look like it. There's just zero snow cover right now. So unless something uh, something moves in here as far as the weather pattern, it doesn't look good for snowmobiling, but... Uh, We'll, 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 we'll keep busy, that's for sure. No, I know, Woody, we'll, I know we'll that. You will, you will find something. You know what's interesting? Woody from the Northwoods, good friend of mine joining us on the program, Impromptu. You know, Woody, I'm getting a lot of calls. You know, the show is national in scope. I don't know how much time you spend on this show. I don't know that you know that you become a thing on this show. But there's a lot of people actually checking in from around the country about the nutty squirrel. Tell them, that's actually, you live closer to it than I do. For those who don't know, what is the nutty squirrel like? It's awesome. It's a great place right up the road from where we live. They've got real good chicken wings. They got specials on a nightly basis during the week. Great cold beer and, and uh, good soup and good hamburgers. It's just it's a real fun atmosphere. They've got a you know the same group of people, not the same group, but there's a lot of the same individuals that go in there. So it's like home when you go in there, and, and they're there. It's just a real fun environment. All right. So what? What are we eating? I've told them famously when I first met you, I'd heard all the stories, and then I went to your famous brunch, and you hit me with an eight-egg omelet, and you said, yo, Rome, you want a pork chop? And I said, no, Woody, I'm good with the eight eggs. And you said, you're getting one anyway, so what are we going to grub on? Well, you, you know, Jim, that it's always a surprise, and we got something. You know, <laughs> know. We're definitely, we're, we're, you know, we're definitely got something in mind for you and miss janet there so we'll 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 have to something to talk about on the show next week then there's no doubt there's always something there's always a surprise all right woody i love you man it's great to hear from you can't wait to see you and the fam i will see you when we get in as we as we're as we're talking here as before before the call i was actually getting ready for a meeting with your son next week so i was doing a little work preparing for jake so oh you're going to talk to jake yeah all right i like it I like it. Appreciate yeah, that. Good looking okay, out, Woody. I appreciate care. you. All right, man. Safe, I'll see you next week. Travels, okay? You got it. Woody from the Northwoods. Florida Atlantic is going up against fourth-ranked Arizona. We are joined by their head coach, Dusty May. Dusty, it is great to have you back on. How are you? Doing great, Jim. It's great to be on. It's good to have you back on, Coach. Appreciate it. So I could argue that being ranked number 10 in the preseason poll and then having nine wins in your first 11 games, it seems to me you picked up right where you left off and you're building on last season's success. How do you feel about how your team has played thus far and where you are right now? 
we've had a few bumps in the road, uh, but overall we've played really well. Uh, we have a target on our back now, which we're all well aware, but uh, we, we scheduled a gauntlet of, of games and we think we had six games in 12 days against all quality uh, opponents. And, and we've been able to, to withstand that, that stretch. And now we have a couple more games before conference play, but we're, we're extremely excited to be playing in Vegas in T-Mobile against Arizona and uh, a team that was number one until a couple of days ago. That's a great opportunity right there. Destin, you mentioned something I was going to get into, the fact that the team's got a target on its back. I remember back when the NCAA tournament seedings dropped, you know, you made the point that I, I'm not sure that we're getting the respect that we deserve as a nine seed. Then you guys go out there and you prove just that point. What's it like to be going from a team that might have been underrated to one that does have a target on its back every single night when you know you're going to get everybody's best shot every single night? How do you think you guys have dealt with that? Our guys have done a great job. We, there, there's been probably only one game where we didn't play at, at with a high level of intensity and didn't, didn't play very well. Other than that, we've competed uh, like we've needed to. It, it's just it's so odd for us to see uh, teams having locker room showers after they beat us and, and things like that. But um, it, it's a it's a testament of the players we have in our program and 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 where our program is right now uh, in, in college basketball. So. Um, it, it could change tomorrow, but we're we're excited to be playing in these marquee matchups. Uh, it seems like every game. We're talking to Dusty May. You know something else about the team. You had the greatest year in school's history last year, and at the same time, you've got the great luxury of having all five starting players back from last year's Final Four team. It's got to be so gratifying, right? That none of these guys hit the portal to try to go become a go-to player on another team. What does that represent to you and the program? These guys have a great respect and, and admiration for each other. We all realize that that our success is a result of those guys that are that are uh, in the circle with us to, to my right, to their left, whatever the case. And, and, and I'm not sure that in, in today's society, there's very many young people that are that self-aware that they credit their successes to their teammates and, and uh, how valuable they are. And so we just have kind of a throwback approach where every day we we try to uh, live in live in our strengths, but but also recognizing that um, if we get a dunk, it's because that guy's playing with three or four really good shooters, and if we get an open three, it's because he's playing with great passers and great screeners and whatever the case. So um, we we share the success. We've got a, a a team that we have a few guys that get a lot of personal accolades, but we have a group that there's not much separation between the top and bottom of our roster. No, there's not. In fact, you guys fully embody that team concept with nobody averaging more than 15 points per game. But as we saw in last year's tournament, when you need that bucket, junior guard John L. Davis is usually the one who delivers. What were your conversations like with him back in the spring when he considered declaring for the NBA draft? And then how thrilled were you when he came back? They were they were brief. Um, we have daily conversations, but it was it was more along the lines of you can get guaranteed money from the NBA. Um, I'm going to encourage you to leave, and and I'm sure his family would have done the same thing. But if he didn't have anything guaranteed, we'd love to have him back. Um, and and so I think with with most of us, we'd already made those decisions before it was time, uh, be before it was the 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 the, the I guess the final. Uh, the transfer portal, whatever you call it, we had already decided we were going to come back and and we have open and honest relationships. So we laid out all the scenarios for all of us. And and uh, we all decided that the best thing short-term and long-term for it was us to come back and, and chase a national conference championship in a new league, chase a national championship, but also most importantly, enjoy doing it every single day with who we're doing it with. 
Dusty May is joining us. Dusty, it seems to me you had to make a similar decision yourself in the sense that after you made that great run last year, there were a number of high-profile openings that your name was attached to. I would imagine you could have jumped to a bigger school, but you did not. Why was it so important for you to stay at Florida Atlantic? number of reasons. I, I, I value what we have and, and what we've built together. Um, I love going to work every day with our staff, with with the players in our locker room. And when when you've coached for a, a lot of years, and I've been fortunate to be a, a part of college basketball 20 plus years, I know that that's not always the case. And, and I don't take it for granted how much I enjoy going to work every single day because of the process that we work with. It's not just the fact that we've been able to, to win. Um, it, it's it's the way our guys uh, that they want to improve. They and, and we're teachers at heart. So just being around the group of people we're with, um, it, it would be it would have been very very difficult to leave that. We're talking to Dusty May. So we talked about what's going to happen in Vegas. You got a big matchup, a top fifteen matchup where you go up against number four Arizona. You know Tommy Lloyd's team is going to be looking to bounce back after they suffered their first loss of the year to Purdue over the weekend defensively, how are you looking to slow down an Arizona team that is very deep and led by North Carolina transfer Caleb Love? Well, they have, they have weapons at every single position. They're, they're much, much bigger than us. They run the floor as fast as any team in college basketball, every single possession. So they, they test your transition defense. They test your rebounding. They test your perimeter defense. There's no holes in their game. They're elite on the defensive end. They're elite on the offensive end. They probably get more layups and dunks than anyone in the country right now. And they also shoot it really real well behind the arc. So we're going to have to pick our poison. We're not going to shut them out. So we're going to have to uh, uh, figure out ways to simply slow them down. But if we can get our defense set uh, possession after possession, we'll have a chance. Love that game. Dusty May joining us for another moment or two. You know, Dusty, you mentioned the gauntlet that you would run through. The fact is you're not going to get that chance to defend your Conference USA title because FAU has joined the American Athletic Conference, which you were picked to win in the preseason coaches poll. We know that that doesn't mean a whole lot, the polls. But what are you expecting in your first season in that 14-team league once conference play does tip off in about a week and a half? Well, our, our conference, it begins and, and, and ends with, with the University of Memphis. There's such a, a historic program. They're the flagship program that the rest of us are chasing right now. But there's several several teams in our league that are playing great basketball. Tulane's playing at a high level. SMU just knocked off Florida State. Uh, Wichita State's having a, a great run under Coach Mills' first season. So there's so many quality teams in our program. But most importantly, there's marquee programs that have a lot of upside and national names such as Temple, and, and so we're honored to be a part of Charlotte and UAB have great basketball traditions. So there's so many great basketball programs that uh, we look forward to growing with the league. And, 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 the, and uh, you know, we've got to make sure that we continue to, to, to play well and win games. So every game there's, there's the value, there's metric value in, inside our league. Obviously they're thrilled to have you in that league. I think it's a really interesting league to see Florida Atlantic nine and two, they're number 14 this week. They've got a big one coming up against number four, Arizona on Saturday in Vegas. Their head coach is Dusty May. Dusty really appreciate you. Thanks for making time for this show. Once again, always good to talk to you. Have a great weekend. I know we'll do it again next year. Well, Jim, if we're on your show, that means things are going well for us. So I appreciate it. Good night now!